0: Yeah, but you can't say that there's a perfect prospect because there is there is going to be a certain amount of bias thrown in there because nobody is perfect. There's no perfect player coming out of college. That's why they are prospects, and everything's it's a guess with the draft. But I, I think that Geis has a lot of great stuff on film and in the weight room, and um, you know his background coming up from where he came up with. That maybe whatever something small happened, it got blown out of proportion. You never know what it is i think the character concerns is going to come out and show that that's really nothing that we needed to worry
1: yeah about. i i agree he's a first round talent for sure and we got him we traded back and got a third round pick and got guys that's pretty awesome and with that third round pick we got a pretty good player uh i i'm in the i think i'm in the minority i like our third round pick louisville offensive tackle jaron christian and i'm going to tell you guys why um Trent Williams and Morgan Moses are both recovering from injury. And Trent Williams, he's, I think he's going to be 30 later this year. It's crazy. Uh, the athletic wonder. He, he won't be here forever, as hard as it is to say that. And while it might not be time to prepare for his successor, I think Jerron Christian, uh, if you want depth there or if you want just a guy who can come in and spot start if the injuries get worse, Jerron Christian is your guy. Uh, he's got the height and the athleticism. And he's pretty nimble for his size. I really like this pick. I think that he can be developed into a starter. Like uh, I'm not I'm not joking there. Like he, he's got that upside. Uh a lot of people were like, Well, why are we drafting that? I think I think it's a good pick because we definitely need a depth there. And you look at that, you know, maybe they can move Ty and Psyche to guard now. I know that's been something in the okay. works, so that could improve the depth of our overall offensive line, because when you do that you're moving guys like Ari Kwanjo into the reserves. So I think that could help. I I, I like the, his addition as a swing tackle. It might not have been the best pick we could have made there, but getting Geis in the second round kind of negates that, like you, like we said yeah. earlier, because y- you get that top-notch value. You get that third-round pick back. You you're, you you have a little bit of lenience on what you can do, and I, I really think they did a good job with that draft selection. So that's what I think about the third-round pick. Uh, I mean, you got anything to add, Nathan?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about this mm-hmm. guy. Um, I think you get that third round pick back. I would have liked to have seen maybe somebody who can. I mean, that's a third round pick. Somebody who can come in and start right away. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if he does what you're saying and you know he turns into a starter potential and he ends up being your you know your third tackle who can be a starter, that become he becomes tradable. He becomes you know if Trent Williams or Morgan Moses go down. He becomes a plug and play guy. You don't have to worry about. So I think that the potential side of it. I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't hate the pick. I'm not You know, slamming my hands on the table. I, I really don't have a problem with the pick. I, I do think that maybe they should have gone maybe uh, a guard, maybe pure guard there. You can plug and play and start right away. But, again, no complaints. I mean, you know, from what I've read about him, he has potential to, like you said, become a really nice piece for us. So if, if that's what you – when you get that – and you, you're getting that third-round pick back that you had originally traded away so, so
1: anything already, you get there is is a plus, basically.
0: Yeah, anything you get there is something you wouldn't have gotten anyway. So I think to get a guy there who maybe there were better players out there who could have came in and started right away, but you know the one thing you the worst thing you can do is draft for need over BPA is that's how I look at it, and I think that they said you know what we don't need a tackle, you know we don't need a project tackle, but you know, maybe they had him ranked higher than anybody any of the guards on their board at that time. So I'm I'm okay with the pick. I don't
1: have a problem I think I heard they had a second round grade on him, so uh he, Yeah there you go. He was a pretty good player at that pick and uh that's the most important position on the offensive line is your blindside blocker. So I think you need security there, especially if you're thinking about moving and safety to guard. So I definitely yeah. like that pick. And the the only pick I didn't like is actually the next one on the board, the fourth rounder. Penn State safety mm-hmm. Troy Apke, Uh throughout the yeah, draft. Is... Yeah, I I don't know what they were thinking there. Honestly, I mean, I I liked Apke in a certain round. That round was round seven. Uh, <laughs> I, I, That's I did. You tweet that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of in shock. I was kind of built, bewildered by that pick, but uh, I do like his upside. I think. I don't want to compare him to Monte Nicholson because they're very different prospects. A lot of people were saying that when the pick came out. Trying to be optimistic about it. Uh, he, he is similar to Nicholson in the sense that he has upside. He has some traits that bode well for him. Uh, he's got crazy speed, combine speed, 4-3-2. On the tape, you can see he can cover the field, but uh, he doesn't finish plays a lot and that bothers me I, he he's also not very good at diagnosing which as a safety you really need to be uh so i think that'll limit his abilities there he he's definitely got a lot of work to do but as a yeah, special well,
0: he's, raw. he's raw he's very sure. raw
1: yeah yeah literally the definition uh but i've heard the team talking about him as a special teams ace yeah i i'm yeah. 100% with that i think he can definitely come in and Help our special teams right away with his speed. You know, I, I not few players in this draft can cover the field like he can, so mm-hmm. I, I like him in that role. But in round four, are we really gonna draft a special teams guy? And yeah, if he can't work on his mental processing deep, covering deep, then. I don't, I don't know where his upside is. Uh, yeah, I'm hesitant to say that it's high. You know, I, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure this is the kind of player we want with our fourth rounder. That's my take.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that, uh, you, you I think you, you reached very, very much for him in the fourth round. I mean, you lose Nas Paul, so I, I get the, the immediate feel for a need for an impact special teamer, but. The fourth round, you're getting a, a fringe starter. You know, in this draft, you get Tim Settle, who probably is going to start, would start on other teams, you know, in the you know, fourth round, in the fifth round. So there was starting talent left out there. Um, I think Wyatt Teller went in the fourth or fifth round. Tyrell
1: so, Crosby he, was one guy I wanted. He was a second round tackle. A lot of people were talking about moving to guard. I think that's where he projects. I was, I really wanted them to pick him, but uh, they got Apke. He's a he's a decent player, not really great, not really good upside, yeah. but whatever. They yeah, mi-
0: but you have this the speed, and if he can't, because you know, if he can go out and he is uh, a Niles Paul on special teams for years to come, is anybody really going to sit there and be like, yeah, well they took him in the fourth round. Now they're going to say they have a good special teamer, and they're going to be excited when he's down there blowing guys up, you know, getting kickoff returns or punt returns. So I, they reached. I don't necessarily like to pick for that reason. I think it was a, a big breach, but I'm, you know, to to try to not be just super negative about it. You have a guy who, you know, three or four years from now, if he's a special teams ace, nobody's really gonna
1: mention you know, about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, but they made up for it with that fifth round pick, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they definitely did. Fifth round pick. I love Tim Settle. Um, I loved Tim settled even more in the fifth round. I had a you know a third round grade on the guy. I, I thought that you know there was you know he's just a big body, and um, we we talked on an earlier episode about how those guys don't necessarily stay with one team through their their second contract. You look at guys Jonathan Hankins still out there, Dontari Poe's on his third team in three years,
1: Vane <laughs> Logan. But I think that for a team that, and I know you hate the whole thirty second. Ranked against the oh, RUN yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> but we have, I, I, going, you can look back, we have
0: been towards the bottom of the league for the past number of years. We, yeah, we've been we towards the league for yeah. a rush defense. Last year was a little bit blown up because you have your two best defensive linemen go out. So those numbers are a little bit skewed. But getting him in the fifth round is great. He's a big guy. He's a, a, uh, Vita uh, a, a, a light, for lack of a better term you know, he, he's not obviously as clean or polished as he is there but mm-hmm. the size-wise and what he's able to do in the terms of his floor being, I'm a guy who I'm going to line up right in the middle and if you want to put one guy on me to try to block me, that's great because I'll move him out of the way and I'll get him to the backfield <laughs> you know, he, take, he, he, he demands double teams for size alone Let, forget his strength or speed or anything like that, so, and we, we talked earlier, um, Deron Payne is is right now the nose tackle that they got. And, I mean, what if he can't do it? What if that they put him a nose tackle and he can't do it? You then, you, then you have a – you draft Yeah, you get a hopefully productive defensive end with your first-round pick, but you still are lacking the big nose tackle that you need for a 3-4. So to get him in the fifth round with his floor being – I, I, I require a double team. His ceiling being – watch me be a disruptive force in your running game and help clap the pocket for my outside guys. I really I really like that pick in the fifth round. I think it was asinine that he was on the board in the fifth round. It, it's crazy, and I think the Redskins do the right thing. And one thing I really love um, – I love for any team, you know, Cowboy, whatever, you know, I love guys getting to go and play for their hometown team. I think that's the coolest thing about it. That's what you dream of as a kid. So for him, he played right down the road from me here in Manassas, you know, just an hour outside of uh, D.C. So he, he grew up here to get to go home and play for his hometown team. I think that's an incredibly cool story. And, and to be in a position of need with the potential that he has for this team, I think I love that pick in the fifth round. I think it's, it's a great pick.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And our defensive line rotation looks way stronger, way stronger. We also went with uh, defense in round six. We're going to Zoom through these here real quick. Uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, the Alabama pipeline continues. Nathan, what can you tell us a little bit about this pick?
0: I know that he he, uh, he has the potential if he can stay healthy. That's his big thing. Is he, yeah. he's not one hundred percent now. He needs to stay healthy, but he's a good player. From when I quickly looked him up, I didn't do a whole lot of uh, like watching film on him or
1: anything. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend I did.
0: But <laughs> his size-wise. Uh, He's, he's a little bit undersized
1: six foot 228 teams.
0: right yeah that's arguably a safety you know yeah, what I mean
1: yeah so seriously the, the one thing I really do like about I think he's a practice squad player at least
0: right now I think that we you know you have Foster Brown uh Zach Vigil probably gonna get Marshall Spate. you want to see what you can get out of him but I think that one thing you can do with him I wrote down he's undersized but he could be versatile maybe what we want Sue Cravens to be um He's smaller, so, you know, he doesn't have to be right in the middle going and taking on, you know, pulling guards or whatever, and, and, and running backs come with him. Maybe you could put him over the tight end and stuff like that. I think he might be a little bit more versatile. You can put him in the box. You can rush a little bit off the edge. So I do think if he can stay healthy, I think that he's another one of our potential steals in the sixth round. I'm not saying he should have gone second or third round. Maybe, you know, you get him around later than you know what you could possibly like where his ceiling is so you know you're getting a guy who has the potential he has if he can stay healthy. that's a big if is if he can stay healthy that's a big if but if he can do and put it all together then you know in the sixth round you're not going to hear any complaints from anybody and you know he's not going to go be an all pro or or a pro bowler but you know maybe he goes out he's like a key contributor in a a role position
1: yeah i think he had two season-ending injuries in the span of less than a year. So yeah. that's uh, that's a little iffy there, and it's kind of hard to recover. But the Redskins, they've taken upon themselves to kind of uh, undergo these projects with players like Junior Gullett and Phil Taylor, and uh, both of them worked out. I mean, Phil Taylor, he was working out until he got knocked out again with a quad tear. But Junior Gallette, you know, he came back. He had a great season, so... I'm sure they can yeah, bring him back. Yeah, sack
0: numbers weren't there, but you look and he has those, those almost sacks. And, you know, for a guy coming off two Achilles tears.
1: That's impressive. He
0: came back and he had a very, yeah, impressive. So if they can, if, they, if he can get right and, you know, just work his way back and, and you know, work his way up, you know, he, he could be a key contributor for us, you know, in a smaller role
1: Yeah, going for sure. forward. For sure. Uh, what do you think about Greg Stroman? I know you played against him in high school, too, so... You you have the four here, you're kinda entitled to talk about him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like this pick too. Um I, I I don't know where necessarily he was overall looked at and going projected for the draft what round. Maybe seventh is right where he was. Maybe you got him, maybe it was a fifth or a sixth round grade for most people. I like him. I think that, you know, he's got the connection with Torian Greg from Virginia Tech. He's another local kid. I you know, I I just went on about Tim so I like that he's come back here to play. But another thing he has is he's he can, he, he can develop into maybe a, a slot corner and what we lost in Kendall Fuller. You know, Kendall Fuller, I know a lot of people had a first-round, second-round grade on him. So he, he might not be as good as what Kendall Fuller was. But if you get a guy who can come in and be serviceable in slot corner when you have such a young corner crop other than Josh Norman who may or may not be here after this season, Bring him in and get him with Torian Gray, who by all accounts the defensive player, the defensive backs love. You know he can develop into that soft corner and be, and be a great player there. And his his floor, if that doesn't pan out, his floor is he you you have you have your punt and kick returner assault. That's what he can do from day one. If he makes a roster, I, I would slot him at punt returner, kick returner. I, I don't I don't want to see Jameson Crowder back there fumbling the ball like it's a hot potato. I don't want to see.